0: This is Journal Talk, Episode 8.
1: If you don't put things down and write about them, sometime, like, like a, an area that you're exploring or you have an insight in, and or your mind's obsessing about something and you don't ever write it down, then it just continues to spin around in your head and when you yep. write it down you get to look at it and examine it yes yes and that's really important because most people don't examine much of their own thoughts i think all thoughts are just they're all they're not real they're just thoughts <laughs> you know but people put i mean people put so much behind their opinion that they actually believe it i mean people spend their whole lives according to certain beliefs and then when they really look at it, they go, oh, wow, that's not even true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a story. Yeah. I'll I tell you a quick story. There's a woman who was making a ham one day, and it was like a holiday, and she always made the ham by cutting off two inches on each side of it. And so she asked her mom, why do you cut the two inches off each end of the ham? And the mom said, I don't know. Your grandmother did that. Uh So they got on the phone and called the grandmother and she said, well, the pan was too short. We had to cut two (laughs) inches off each end." But, I mean, it's it's a great example of if you don't even question your own opinions about things, if you think, matter of fact, I'm sure if you're absolutely sure you're right, you're wrong. (laughs) Yes.
2: Around about my college days, I came up with a quote. The only thing that I know for sure is that I don't know anything for sure. Yeah. And I'm not even sure about that.
1: Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah.
3: You are listening to Journal Talk, a bi-weekly podcast about all things journaling. This podcast is part of Write for Life, a web resource for living with clarity, passion, and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write.com the number four life.us and now here's the host of journal talk and the founder of right for life journaling coach nathan Oren.
0: thank you kim and thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of journal talk my name is nathan Oren, and i believe that journaling is the personal doorway to growth and development It can boost confidence, it can increase productivity, it can reduce stress, and it can invite you to be a more compassionate and authentic person just anywhere in your life. In fact, Mary McCarthy said it best uh, one episode on this show, there isn't anything in your life that journaling can't help. And so I created this podcast as a way to gather experts and share ideas on the subject of journaling this episode i have a special interview lined up for you i want to introduce you to dr joseph bernard he's a counselor a teacher a blogger and the author of this book awaken 100 questions to expand your mind and open your heart and dr bernard has vast experience in the area of emotional healing from trauma and addiction And he's also maintained a blog online, I couldn't believe this, for about seven years called ExploreLifeBlog.com. It carries a wide range of articles about self-empowerment and spirituality. Not long ago, Dr. Bernard posted a real powerful article on his blog called How Journal Writing Pushed Me Beyond My Limits. It had great content and the article was picked up by a Twitter friend of mine, Don Herring. Don featured the article in her chat room show that she hosts every Thursday, and that's how I came to discover him. But when I invited Dr. Bernard to be a guest here on Journal Talk, I realized that there's just so much more to talk about him than just that one article. Uh, he's got a blog, a practice, and this book alone is really a gem. Uh, It's worthy of a whole show in itself. I mean, I have three segments of this conversation to share with you, uh, so we'll get started on on this right away. But in this first segment, uh, you're going to get to know the interesting, diverse career choices that Dr. Bernard made, leading him to where he is today. And I did spend some time to talk. Just to give you an example, this book called Awaken, it's an excellent journaling companion because each page poses a terrific question for quiet reflection. For example, on page 39, the question is, what thoughts would you need to change to have peace of mind? And on page 67, there's a question, how have you been expressing your uniqueness? And what new ways are you thinking about trying? So I couldn't wait to ask him about this book. Please enjoy.
2: How are you I'm excellent Good good. thank you for joining the call and agreeing to uh have an interview for journal talk. You're welcome. I have
1: a copy of your book with me. That's exciting that you that you got my book yeah, yes. It's been kind of a sleeper seller. We put it out there a while, uh, about a year ago. There wasn't any sales, and then slowly there's been sales, and now I, I'm making four or five hundred to six hundred a month from it. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> that's great.
2: That's great. <laughs> well, know. Is, you know what the appeal for me is? I love the print. It's nice and easy on the yeah. eyes. It's simple. You know, it has a very simplistic feel, yeah. and yet it's very deep. You know, like yeah. you can take this as deep as you want to go. So each of these yeah. questions is something that could easily fill three or five pages in a journal, which Easy. you really take the time to, to, to dig yeah. into
1: it. Well, I, you know, I never even thought of, of pairing it up with a journal, but that's, I mean, that's a wonderful idea. I mean, I suggest that you journal and write about it, but I, I thought, I mean, that's actually a wonderful pairing, <laughs> To uh-huh. give that as a gift, you know, to someone to hear, you know, yeah. you want to do some exploring. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. These are great journaling prompts.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's actually very helpful because there's there's like the initial understanding, and then all that stuff deepens after a while. Because when you sit with questions and 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 your kind of response to it, it's it's magical sometimes what what stirs inside of you.
2: Mhm mhm. What was your inspiration for the book?
1: Well, I've been counseling people for 30 35 years and what I know about myself is that I'm good at asking questions.
2: Mm.
1: And that the questions really often come out of a place of presence rather than a place of interest and I tried to put questions in this book that were really inviting questions that came out of a place of presence. Mm-hmm. The ultimate goal is inviting insight and awareness within the client. That's beautiful. You know, even the slightest word changes empower people mm-hmm. like I'm already making the assumption that part of them really craves a further expression of who they are. Mm-hmm. Great.
2: Great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So you said the book was sort of inspired by your practice. Maybe you can share a little bit about
1: your journey and where you started in your practice and and how you got to be doing that. I started a a master's program on counseling, and, and what I found out was that I had some natural abilities to be present and listen to people. And so I worked on my master's, and I began to do work at different places. I worked at a hotline and did crisis intervention, you know, talking people out of suicide and things like that. And I worked in a psych Mm -hmm. hospital and I worked in a number of different settings where I got a lot of experience. Most of it was pretty intense experience, but that's after you do that kind of work with people trying to talk somebody out of suicide or debriefing a, a, a very critical situation or things like that, everything else seems like, oh, I could handle this. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, you know, I just have to come and be here and people will, will have an invitation to grow and to be more aware. Mm-hmm. So over the years, I've worked in business and industry doing EAP work, which is employee assistance. I counsel managers and employees who are having a rough time. I worked in the Haight-Ashbury doing drug treatment. I worked in a couple... My last job I worked in for Boulder County in uh, Colorado in substance abuse. I worked with uh, a residential program. It was a new program, and I was the initial therapist for it, and And that was in interaction with the court system. Mm, okay. So I've had a full range of interesting <laughs> kind of, yeah. kinds of experiences. Yeah, quite a lot
2: of different cases and circumstances
1: yeah and part of the EAP work the employee assistance work was that I would go into situations after a crisis like after a bank robbery or after somebody died on the job I would help people debrief those kind of scenarios
2: Wow Wow very interesting so you've been doing this kind of work for
1: how long uh, about 35 years Wow <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> Not, wow, not that wow. kind of intensity all the time, believe me. I no, mean, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Occasionally I've wandered off and done something totally different during those 35 years. But Sure,
2: sure. Yeah,
1: Right now I'm doing the blogging and, and writing. I have a, a few clients, some local people, and then some people that, I've, that have come to me through my blog.
3: You're listening to another fun episode of Journal Talk with your host, Nathan Oren. We are interested in hearing from you, our listeners, whether this is your first time tuning in or you are already a subscriber to our podcast. So please send us your reactions, comments, feedback, suggestions, and let us know what you like most or least about Journal Talk. Email us at info at writeforlife.us. That's spelled I N F O at W R I T E, the number four. Life, L-I-F-E, yeah. dot U-S. We look forward to hearing from you. And now, back to more Journal Talk.
0: Welcome back to Journal Talk. You know, it's really true what my sister Kim just said back there. I really want to hear your comments and thoughts. And, you know, another, maybe this is an easier way to comment on this show is to look up my page on Facebook it's right for life coach all one word the number 4 right for life coach and it has all kinds of posts and resources there and you can leave a comment or a question about this show and i promise you i'll personally respond this is episode 8 of Journal Talk, and I'm talking with Dr. Joseph Bernard in this next segment of our interview conversation. We're going to talk about the differences and the similarities between journaling and blogging. I get asked this so many times, and I really like his answers, so please enjoy.
1: Tell us a
2: little bit about your blog and where people can go to read your posts.
1: Yeah, That's sort of
2: what the flavor is.
1: The blog's been going about, I think, around seven years now. I mean, nice, I used, wow. I used to write a post on there six days a week, which was insane when I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I was holding in a lot of words <laughs> that needed to come out. <laughs> That's quite an
2: accomplishment.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have over 1,700 posts on there. Wow, wow. And are they still there, all archived yeah. in the same? Wow, yeah, they're wow. all there. You know, if you began at the beginning and read, you wouldn't want to read all of them because you'd probably be nuts by the time you got to the end, because you'd be too overloaded in information. But if you, you know, began at the beginning and started reading some of my articles and then you started reading some of mine in the last year, last year and a half, you'd see the evolution of me as a writer and the evolution of me as a person.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because the journey of my writing and sharing, in that process, I've become more aware, more insightful, more awakened,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, Mm
1: -hmm. more expressive of my higher nature and all those things. That journey is chronicled in my blogging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which in a way is really kind of a journal, isn't it? Yeah, so my blog is called Explore Life Journal, but the website is www.explorelifeblog.com. Okay. And now I, the evolution of it is now I write a post once a week. One of the reasons I did that was I uh, attended some webinars with some people who are very successful at blogging and they said really you want to put a lot of emphasis on super quality of each post and also to spend some time writing posts, guest posts and things like that.
2: Yes, yes. I'm learning that myself. My yes. my blog is fairly new and I'm learning that variety really, really helps a lot.
1: Yes. Keep things yeah. fresh yeah keeping fresh and i i'm never really short on ideas but i what i find is that it's pretty interesting to work an idea a little deeper <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. what i feel like i do better now with without cranking out one every day
2: mhm mhm
1: so what i'm most fascinated by and interested in is the human potential and empowering people and encouraging people to expand their minds and open their hearts and helping people find more peace and joy in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really uh, in the category of personal development, self-help, spirituality. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I was going to say, yeah, it sounds... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have any religious affiliation. Uh, it sounds very spiritual without, mm-hmm. without a, you know... The, without the belief system part of it,
1: right? Actually, I was raised in in twelve years of Catholic schools, and and I'm a recovering Catholic. I tell people, okay. <laughs> but uh, but you know, uh, I, I got some values from that upbringing that were sure. of value. And had to <laughs> spend a good time erasing a lot, but
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but now you know what really fascinates me over the last four or five years is self-realization or soul realization or any anybody's really interested in exploring their life beyond the ordinary would find value in my posts. sure
2: sure great i do a a course on journaling and journal writing as i mentioned i lead people with prompts and questions i do a five or ten minute exploratory meditation and that helps create a theme for the week, and then I post prompts during the week, and I encourage them to write in that vein and explore wherever their writing takes them. And, And so I get people who join the course And they tell me, oh, they're very excited about journaling. They want to be able to journal more. And then about two or three weeks into the course, they go, you know, this isn't really helping me with my blog. (laughs) Uh, You know, they they realize, you know, two or three weeks in that this is about the energy is going inward, you know, and that they're doing, they're being asked to kind of dig inside rather than, you know, producing content for their audience. And I say, yeah, that's right. I make a big distinction between journaling and blogging. So I was curious, since you do both, right. maybe you can share in your own words, what is the difference and what are the benefits of each and the distinctions of each?
1: Yeah, interesting question. I think of blogging as more sharing of, of information and inviting inviting uh, questions and insights and awareness. But it's really... It's more writing to the people who read it, where the journaling is really my writing. It's not for anybody to read, um, mm-hmm. and it's really about my own personal growth. So it's really—it's it, not that in my journaling I don't get fruit for the blog post because I often do. <laughs> right,
2: right. <laughs> I mean,
1: this is this is what I noticed. Could this be happening in you?
2: Sure, sure.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm also a student of Julia Cameron years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that on your thing about the morning pages. I really believe that journal writing and that daily practice, when you get into that rhythm and you start realizing there's this suppressor, this inner critic's voice, maybe part ego and part something else. Yes, exactly. It really gets in the way so much, and we just sort of ignore that that's happening. Once you're aware of it happening and you can sort of, you know, shrink the critic, as you put it, all this creativity comes out. And, of course, if you're writing a blog, my goodness, you're just going to have a gush of great (laughs) topics for a blog, not to confuse that one is the same as the other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could probably do a blog that's your journal, which is you sharing your insights as you go along and do your journaling, but I would think that would be... Pretty uninteresting to most people after a while because it's really <laughs> your stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
2: yeah, and I had an episode about that actually. There is a there is a blog out there called EverythingTwo dot com, uh-huh. and and I had a guest on the show sharing how yeah I put it all out there. I just share, and I said you've got to be kidding me. Like I would never want somebody at my job. <laughs> to it's log in and see, you know, all the things because, you know, I got some pretty crazy thoughts going on. And, you right. know, I even, I even cringe when I become aware of, you know, of, right, of exactly. what I'm doing up there. <laughs> so I wouldn't want anybody else to, to know about that.
1: Yeah, I would say But I would.
2: It's, good, it's good to see it and it's good to process it and, and acknowledge it and just be with it, you know, yeah. and okay, this is a part of what it means to be human, you know, and not let it mean too much about me right uh, and my intention and my growth right, right, yeah. yeah, so
1: that's what journaling is really about it's it's your private therapy or your private sessions or your private yes. where you can really write anything you want and and the crazy thoughts and the uh, you know the struggles and the and the
2: fantasies sometimes yeah. I, I get a lot out of writing. You know, I'm just going to write this out. I've been having this fantasy about this, this, and this, and God, it feels good just to get that out yeah. and look at it. You know, mm-hmm. where's that coming from? Ah, I have some unmet need in this area. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And it's all just gurgling up to the surface as I'm writing it. It's not something I've premeditated. Yeah. And and a blog, correct me if I'm wrong, a blog usually takes a few edits, you know, you're editing yeah. it, you're refining it, you're trying to yeah, find definitely. the right sentence structure to make sure this has the right impact. Yeah. yeah.
3: We hope you're enjoying this episode of Journal Talk. Have you already subscribed on iTunes? You won't want to miss the next episode. Go to the iTunes store and search under Journal Talk. All one word. Click subscribe and get your Journal Talk delivered free. Thanks for subscribing. And now, back to more Journal Talk.
0: Welcome back to Journal Talk. I'm talking with Dr. Joseph Bernard, author, blogger, and somewhat of a spiritual counselor without the religious doctrine. I love it. This last segment of our conversation, Dr. Bernard makes some pretty bold statements about how journal writing opens up a channel for communication with his soul or an inner voice of wisdom. And I challenged him just a little bit on this, not because I don't believe him, but I just want to know, how does he know that that's a voice that can be trusted? Little did I know that this conversation was the perfect segue for Dr. Bernard to share about his plans for an upcoming book. So please enjoy.
1: Uh, let me share a couple of things about journaling from why it's so powerful for me. Great. What I love about it is like like just today, I was sitting down and... Um, And I just put simply, now what's now. And there came this incredible flow of ideas, just inviting whatever is present to present itself.
2: Mm.
1: And I found that the more that I trust that if I just show up and invite my soul to speak, or my intuition, or my higher nature. Or, I mean, these are all different terms. The wise mind, they, they probably all fit in, into the same thing, the mm-hmm, higher self. Mm-hmm. Higher uh,
2: power,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, all those fit into that. But if I show up and invite that to present itself, it does. And the more that I trust it, the more rich the flow is. Hmm, hmm. Now,
2: I'll be the skeptic for just a minute. Sure, please. I, I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I've been right in that flow, so don't yeah. don't misunderstand. Okay. Um, I wonder, and you've spent years in this technology of uh, empathy and, and mm-hmm. connection and, you know, all of the training that it took for you to be able to do 35 years of the work you've done. Right. Do you think that you feel that inner guide And you can trust that inner flow because you've trained yourself to be very supportive. What would you say about the person who hasn't been exposed to that kind of training? Do you think that everybody can do that?
1: Nathan, I think everybody can do it. But I think uh, you're right. I mean, my training has been a gift to me because Mm -hmm. it's invited me to become more aware and conscious and to open up to the greater guidance that's available to me. So that's a gift of my work. In a way, it's it's a karmic gift for the giving, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the giving I've done for others as being a compassionate person who shows up. You know, the next book that I'm working on is Distinguishing the Voice of the Ego from the Voice of the Soul. mm
2: well, that'll be interesting, and that kind of taps on what I what I'm talking about is I yeah I, I hesitate to tell people trust that inner voice because I don't really know for sure if your inner voice is going to tell you what what my inner voice tells me <laughs> right you know
1: <laughs> well certainly won't tell the same thing because it's it's your voice but but you know the difference and and I, I my wife just did the cover for this new book and we're just putting it together right now. But the interesting piece is that I can spell out real specifically so you can know which is which.
2: Hmm.
1: And just quickly, the ego is always fear-based, is, is into power and control and the soul's voice is into expansion. It's open. It's heartfelt. The way they talk to you is very different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Those
1: are the two voices. We're always expanding or contracting all the time. Wow. And if you can distinguish those two, you'll be able to...
2: And your book gives some pointers on how to distinguish these two.
1: It gives a lot of pointers. Great, great. Yeah, it's a shorter book, like the question book, but it's not finished in pages yet, so I don't know how many pages, but it's going to be less than 100, I think.
2: Wow, wow, great.
1: Yeah. I think the title we're still working on, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, Finding the Voice of the Soul.
2: Finding the Voice of the Soul. I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. I love That is very inviting.
1: Yeah, and I'm really and excited about it. Great.
2: How can uh, people get in touch with you, Doctor? What's the best way if somebody's hearing this and wants to know more or wants to... Maybe you take other clients. Uh, how how would they yeah, reach
1: you? Yeah, I, I t- I'm open to a few clients. I keep my... Client load pretty low because I'm really focusing on the writing, but I like to work with clients still. They can contact me through my blog, okay? To Explore Life Blog and Joseph at josephbernardphd.com. Super!
2: Thank you so much, Doctor Finn. an energizing pleasure to uh, speak with you.
1: My pleasure too, Nathan. <laughs> it's been really nice, and uh, maybe we'll connect again. Yes,
2: I sure hope so.
1: Okay. Thank have you. A, have yes. a good evening. You too.
0: Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Well, that's all that we have time for today. Please check back in two weeks for another episode of Journal Talk. I've got a special episode coming soon with Carrie Lee Sandoval. She's an expert on the law of attraction and how to use it in your journaling exercise. So thanks again for listening. I'm Nathan Oren. Keep on writing.
1: Ba
3: ba